Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. This is Lock and Load. It occurred to me as I was, you know, normally when I have Super Dave on, he's either first hour or third hour. And I was just thinking, okay, Super Dave's here, so this is the end of the show. And of course not. So I haven't done the third hour. Got to do the third hour first. So forgive me for the faux pas. This is Lock and Load. Um, you know, one of the things that I do is I, I, where I go to get my back cracked, my chiropractor lives in my old neighborhood, his office is in my old neighborhood. So when I go down there, I can go back and I can relive things from, you know, back from the 60s and the 70s. And um, like visiting my elementary school, I took away two things from that. Everything was smaller than I remember it. And the rules and the practices of that place, which was untouchable to me back then, like a law hounded down from on high to run my life, is just the distant thing of a distant tribe. It's only serious to the tribe, but it's powerless to touch me. Recently, a federal judge ruled that a U.S. law that bars people from possessing firearms into post offices is unconstitutional, citing the Bruin decision, expanding, you know, that re- you know, in their words, it expanded gun rights, but it actually just renewed them. It just reaffirmed them. Because Emmanuel Ayala, a U.S. Postal Service truck driver in Tampa, had a concealed weapons permit and kept a Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun in a fanny pack for self-defense, his lawyer said. He got indicted after prosecutors said he brought the gun onto Postal Service property in 2012 and fled federal agents who tried to detain him. He was charged under a statute that broadly prohibits possessing a firearm in a federal facility, including a post office. And Judge Mizell said that while post offices have existed since the nation's founding, federal law did not bar guns in government buildings until 1964 and post offices until 1972. No historical practice dating back to the 1700s justified the ban. Mizell said, allowing the federal government to restrict visitors from bringing guns into government facilities as a condition of admittance would allow it to abridge the right to bear arms by regulating regulating it into a practical non-existence. For some people, uh, some people looked at that and said, "Wow!" And uh, for me, this is what this is what it looks like when the federal government begins to take a right seriously. When you were in second grade, you had some rights on paper. What did they mean in practice? Your rights ended whenever the teacher wanted them to. And as an adult, that's flipped. You can walk in, grab five chocolate milks, and take a two-hour recess. Not a very not very good advice nutritionally, but the point is that when you really have a right, you, you're the one who decides how to use it. A right that you have to ask permission to use is a right that you don't actually have. 
Gun control in the U.S. dates to a unique period that began in 1934 and ended in 1994. And that time was characterized by the steady, steady ratcheting down of federal gun laws every 30 years, 34, 68, 94. And then a final flurry of state-level assault weapons bans from 1989 after the Stockton shooting in California to 1994. Until Delaware, Illinois, and Washington passed assault weapon bans in 2022-2023, it was the case that every state with an assault weapon ban created its assault weapon ban prior to that in the 1989-1994 period. What happened is that in 1989, gun control groups gave up on the multi-decade effort to ban handguns. And they pivoted to the semi-automatic box magazine feds rifles in the aftermath of the Stockton shooting, which had been perpetrated with an AK. Now, assault weapon bans, this was a new idea. They come, this, it, was a, it was a put-together term by Josh Sugarman because he looked at it and he said, this will evoke images that will be scary to the general populace. And they, th- those bans swept through the handful of states who were receptive to gun control, but that's as far as it went. The edifice of federal and state gun laws dates almost entirely to that 60-year period. And... The critical thing is that it assumes the non-existence of gun rights. Maybe in some abstract Yankee Doodle sense, you had a theoretical right to a musket. But if that right ever conflicted with how the serious adults wanted to organize society, the adults were going to win. That's the way they saw it. And they'd win so automatically as to not even be aware that there was an alternate view. Carry a gun in a post office? Of course, that's illegal. Who would ever carry a gun at a post office? And this court case is what happens when mid-20th century worldview suddenly finds itself in an environment where gun rights exist. And that probably makes some people uncomfortable. But when you get deep into gun stuff, it's easy to spend so much time on gear and stats and education and all the rest that you forget how simple gun rights really are. If someone's trying to hurt you, you have the right to stop them. And that's it. That's the whole thing. And this is something that essentially everybody believes, at least when applying it to themselves. So when you hear people disagree about gun rights, it's rare that they truly reject the underlying premise. It's more that they're processing their gut reaction to actually taking the idea seriously. And if you break it down like that, and nobody actually disagrees with gun rights at a fundamental level, But the negative gut reaction to taking these rights seriously creates cognitive dissonance. And the most effective thing we can do in this community is to help people process this positively. One of the things that seems to occur on a daily basis is the presumption is, especially coming from the left, that we are so much more refined, so much further from where we were during those barbaric days when we had to fight for our freedom from the British. And the truth of the matter is, we're actually a lot more barbaric today. We have lost, we've lost manners, we've lost mannerisms, we've lost uh, the whole idea of polite society and all these other things. We, 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 we've really, really devolved from where we started. I mean, it, it's a very recent thing. I mean, you know, the 50s were only 70 years ago. 60s, things began to change. But I mean, from the 40s through the 50s, everybody was, uh, you know, 
fairly well behaved. There was crime. Of course, there was crime. There's always going to be crime. There always has been crime. But it wasn't like it is now. Now, with uh, the advent of social media, now it's all of a sudden it's become one of these things where everybody's famous. Everybody has followers. Everybody has fans. I don't know what all that means. What I think it means, though, is that everybody thinks that they are the center of the universe. And being the center of the universe, of course, they can do things that, uh, without too many thoughts about it. And, of course, they can do things they would not want done to them. Right? So, this whole supposition that went on from the 30s to the, to the 90s, was, it, it was always wrong. It was always wrong. Gun rights always existed. Gun rights existed before the United States. The right to defend yourself, you're born with. You're born with it. However you choose to, to do it, if you're a free person, however you choose to do it is up to you. You could get out there and you could carry a garden hoe as your primary defensive weapon, and that's up to you. That's up to you. That's something you're born with. And the, these ideas that they try to come out with where the adults, as they like to call themselves, can get out there, oh, you have a right to a musket. <laughs> all of the, all of that stuff is just a bunch of minutia put together to try to make you believe something. I've said many times, I've said many times, they can only get that which we give to them. And that's about as far as gun control is with their effectiveness. Just look at the blue states. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. such thing as a fair fight and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform dominate at staccato we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom win we want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight no compromise no sacrifice staccato 2011.com stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011 at Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Fusing the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the 
government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. Going to hold that until uh until we get to a little more time than this. Looking at uh, you know, 11 years ago, on January 25th, 2013, then-Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel came out in opposition of allowing a Chick-fil-A restaurant in the city. And uh, from the horse's mouth, the reason why is interesting. Chick-fil-A's values are not Chicago values, and if you're going to be part of the Chicago community, you should reflect Chicago values. And how did that all work out? Well, Chick-fil-A now has about a dozen locations in Chicago. What else does Chicago have to illustrate its so-called values? Now, back in 2012, Rahm was only in the second year of his eight-year run and decided to get involved in a local zoning matter regarding well-known beefophobes, Chick-fil-A. And during the controversy in which the aldermen didn't like the CFA's CEO policies, uh, Rahm declared the now-immortalized Chicago values line. 
more than 11 years later, there is still no indication of what those Chicago values are and what they're supposed to represent. And, uh, but it, no matter its representation or meaning, it made a fantastic tagline. So, since then, Rom departed the scene in 2019, and the alderman who started this nonsense is no longer an alderman because of legal issues. So much for the values. So what do Chicago values look like if they're not Chick-fil-A's values? And we get this from HeyJackass.com. 6,289 shot and killed in that 11-year period. 363 stabbed, 212 beaten, 220, 212 killed via other means. 269 shot by police, 96 fatally. Average 10 people shot per day from 2014 to 2023. January 1st, 2014, December 31st, 2022, 22 days without a shooting and or homicide. Worst day, May 31st, 2020, 18 homicides, 33 wounded. 402 mass shootings with 274 killed from 2014 onward. 6,259 males killed versus 819 females. 5,597 blacks, 1,147 Hispanics, 334 other. 135 children, 12 and younger murdered. Homicide age range, 0 to 96. Average age of a homicide victim is 30. Team Austin tallied 3,327 shot, 596 fatally. Every community area recorded at least one homicide. 11th District tallied 721 homicides from 2014 onward. So, is it any wonder why companies are leaving Chicago and people who can't afford it are bailing out as well, or people who can, rather. Even the Chicago White Sox are going to move out of the city. They've got lousy schools and persistent, pernicious growing crime. And there's plenty of reasons that uh, a lot of people are, you know, fleeing. And that has nothing to do with the local politicians' love of gun control and civilian disarmament. Or apparently chicken sandwiches. <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's just talk about uh, the, con- the, com- you know, the places living, leaving. You got a lot of things happening in there. They've, they've got something called the Invest in Kids. And uh, this is coming from J.B. Pritzker. And this is all about school choice, right? It comes down to school choice. Companies are leaving Chicago because they don't have a lot of things to. Uh, there's not a lot of. Uh, emphasis is going to be made to save the city if it doesn't start with education. That's item number one. Then there's a metropolitan population. The steady decline there, the number of people leaving Chicago continues to grow. And people talk about it all the time and why are they leaving? 
like one former resident said, I'm very happy with the move I made to Georgia. It's been six months now, and I'm very relaxed here. I uh, said Deborah Moore. Moore was born and raised in Auburn, Gresham, but recently became part of a trend of residents moving out of the Chicago metro area. She's just outside of Atlanta. She said, other than having family here, I wanted to slow down. I want to have time for myself. I want a less of a cost of living burden. In, uh, in a five-year period of time, 294,000 people moved out of the Chicago metro area. Net. Only New York City and San Francisco saw bigger population declines. And uh, they're losing a lot of working class and blue collar jobs. These are not the people that get paid to think or talk. These are the people that get paid to do. These are the kind of jobs you can't replace with AI. All of this leads to this doom loop they talk about, right? And uh, considering everything uh, that we know about what goes on with this, we know that uh, this is never this is not going to be good for the crime that's going on at the moment. It's only going to exacerbate that. Now, 2023 did did end with fewer people killed than it did in 2022 or 2021 or 2020. Well, they had more people killed than they did in 2019, 18, you know. Total of 644 killed, 2,501 wounded in Chicago, which is, uh, you know, this is a place where it's very hard to carry a gun. They have they have bans all over the place. They have regist- registration regimes going on all over the place, and nothing is nothing. None of this is working because it has more to do with the fact that they've got they have vilified the police. They have decriminalized crime. They have uh, you know they have a Sorosian DA in place. They can get out there and say uh, it's not as bad as it was in the nineties. <laughs> Uh, but given the below average bordering on flat out retarded leadership of the city, average of the new A plus gold star job, well done. Don't ask about the robberies. The strategic plan needs a little more time in the oven. They had 575 shot and killed, 32 beaten, 24 stabbed, 13 killed via other means, 10 shot by police, 23 self-defense, 8 fatally, 94 homicide-linked arrests, 8.4 people shot per day. All 365 days recorded a shooting. This is the blue insanity at play. But no guns. You know, you know the, the law-abiding don't have to worry about it. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. (laughs) 
At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Darren Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of WIC. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins spanning across decades is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. USA News Update. A former IRS contractor who disclosed tax records, including those of former President Donald Trump, is now facing prison time. Charles Littlejohn has been sentenced to five years in prison. He entered a guilty plea in October, admitting to one count of unauthorized disclosure of tax returns. A warning has been issued to Americans regarding travel to the Bahamas. The State Department issued a Level 2 advisory alerting travelers to potential risks in the area. The advisory is prompted by the occurrence of at least 18 murders in the Bahamas so far this year. Fans of the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers who are considering a trip to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl might need some luck to afford it. The most affordable ticket available on the NFL Ticket Exchange via Ticketmaster is priced at nearly $11,000 after fees. That's for a single seat in an upper-level end zone section at Allegiant Stadium. John Schaefer, USA News. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. Customers, simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. 
And welcome back. This is Lock and Load. One thing I like about the uh, the gun talk kind of stuff is uh, for us that are on the Second Amendment advocacy side, as we as we get out there, we uh, when something happens to one of our own, we sit back and we don't just let it die. You know, we we, we know exactly what happened with all of this. We try to find out more and more about it. Because sometimes it takes us completely off guard. Like what happened to Larry Vickers. That took me completely off guard. Larry Vickers is a... He he ran something called Vickers Tactical. And uh, he recently got swept up in a bunch of stuff about NFA violations. Having to do with fully automatic weapons. And uh, recently the Wall Street Journal ran an article on this. With some new details. There was a single gun sold online by an Arizona man with the username Mr. Big Coke that played a vital role in cracking the case. This guy's name was Christopher Fiorentino. He dabbled in Bitcoin, real estate, and firearms made by the German company Heckler & Coke, hence his username on an online gun marketplace. He lived in a wealthy Phoenix suburb and owned an Aston Martin and a Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. And, uh, Investigators at the ATF got suspicious when they uh, when a dealer in Florida reported that a gun it had purchased from Fiorentino appeared to be a highly regulated short-barreled rifle. They discovered that Mr. Big Coke was selling a lot of guns and didn't have a dealer's license, they allege, which, uh, you know, I don't know how that... It, we haven't yet got to that point yet to where you can't sell your private collection, but... Uh, this is one of those things they use to get get some attention. They used this as a legal foothold to raid Fiorentino's house, which led them to discovering text messages between Fiorentino and one Sean Sullivan. They then investigated Sullivan and found out that he and Vickers were working together on what the ATF viewed as NFA violations. Now, here's the statute that they say that they were going up against. Um... It shall be unlawful for any person person to transfer or possess a machine gun. It does not apply with respect to a transfer to or by or possession by or under the authority of the United States, any department or agency thereof of a state or a department agency plot. Any lawful transfer or lawful possession of a machine gun that was lawfully possessed before the date this subsection takes effect. Now, since 1986, that section of law has prevented the purchase of new machine guns. This is the Hughes Amendment. Subsection 2A creates an exception to, to that for government agencies, including law enforcement. And that's what Vickers is charged with conspiring to violate. Now, the way the exception works is that if you're an appropriately licensed FFL, you can import or buy a machine gun if a law enforcement agency asks you to demo it for them. Vickers was himself an appropriately licensed FFL and had a buddy who was also such an FFL. He also had some buddies that were chiefs of the local police departments. According to the plea agreement, from time to time, Vickers would text one of his police chief buddies and say, in effect, hey, there's this cool machine gun out there. If you jump through the hoop of writing me a letter saying that you're at least theoretically interested in testing it out for your department, then I can order it and we can play with it. Which, by letter of the law, that is perfectly legal 
it's not the spirit of the law, but in court, the letter of the law is what counts. Now, as is tradition, Congress left it up to an administrative agency to write the actual details that matter. And, of course, the ATF did that for them. And subject to the compliance with the provisions of this part, uh, applications to transfer or register a machine gun manufactured or imported on or after May 19th. 1986 to dealers qualified under this part will be approved if it is established by specific information the expected governmental customers who would require a demonstration of the weapon information as to the availability of the machine gun to fill subsequent orders and letters from governmental entities expressing a need for a particular model or interest in seeing a demonstration of a particular weapon so If the police chief writes you a letter saying he's interested in demoing a particular machine gun, you can buy it. So far, despite the fact that this is violating the spirit of the law, the spirit of the law doesn't matter. It's the letter of the law, and Vickers is still in the clear so far. It is so vague, the law, that the ATF has had to release open letters explaining what they really meant. When they wrote the regulation, which regulation was itself written by the ATF to explain what Congress really meant when they wrote the law? See, and I don't know why that was actually part of it. So the ATF had to do the details of it after Congress wrote the law to actually make it work. Right. So the ATF said this is what they meant. And then the ATF had to come out and say, but this is what Congress meant later. Anyway. The latest open letter from January 2023 says, among other things, that the police demo letter has to be written on the government entity's letterhead and dated within one year of the date of the receipt of the application. And those are the formatting details the ATF uses to discern your true intent. But another fun fact is that the ATF, the letter gets submitted to the ATF along with your application to transfer this. So Vickers got his demo letters over the years, submitted them to the ATF, and the ATF approved them. And then years later, the ATF looked into it and decided when the police chief said he was potentially interested in demoing the guns, he really wasn't interested enough. So how do you determine how much interest is enough? How serious does the police chief have to be? How, how would you even measure his seriousness? Can he change his mind later? It doesn't say anywhere in the law. But the ATF is free to decide on the answer years after your purchase and then prosecute you accordingly. They can figure out your intent just all over the place. With that background, plus the facts in the Wall Street Journal article, four things become abundantly clear here. Number one, the law is stupid. Number two, the law is widely treated as a silly hoop-jumping exercise that it is. And the violations are rampant, at least if you're applying the standard that they applied to Vickers. And thought exercise, what percentage of demo letters lead to a purchase order? Number three, you can squint at the law and say, hey, the law doesn't say how serious the police department needs to be about buying the gun. If the chief has an idle curiosity about it, and there's a point zero 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 one percent chance that he might one day buy one or use it to educate himself on it, doesn't that technically satisfy the requirements of the law? Technically, you would be correct. And number four, a rational actor would recognize that all of the above simultaneously is true and absolutely does not matter in the eyes of the ATF or the courts. So if you're right and the law is wrong, you're still going to go to prison. Being right is not a safe legal strategy. 
So what do you, what can we take from this? Well, first you have the responsibility to be effective for your loved ones and for the causes you care about. And you can't do that from prison. So you should have a strong bias against doing things that will put you in prison. Second, there's a common counter to the don't go to prison advice. What about civil disobedience? Some would argue you have that duty to disregard bad law in order to undermine them. And if the cause you're working towards is the repeal of the bad law, going to prison is going to be effective for that cause. Okay, now might might be a good plan. But, but the first point still holds. It is self-defeating to throw away your freedom loosely. And empirically, there's a lot of more people silently rotting in prison because of bad laws than there are people whose conviction did anything to reduce the chances of the next person's conviction. And third, wait. This wasn't civil disobedience. This was some guys who like money and cool guns playing the world's most dangerous game of hopscotch in the NFA just so they could get some money and some cool guns. It was consumerism and self-interest, and that's fine. It's good because the effect is the same, but profit makes that process that it produces more effect, more, you know, more sustainable. Civil disobedience is useful even though it's costly to the individuals who practice it. So... We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here. Come on, and... lady. Get a move oh, on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Oh. Whoa, wait, don't you give me that look. 
It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, 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 this. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something, I am. Get out of my way. <laughs> Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Wasn't it a beautiful wedding? Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the hey, group? Hey, pal, you cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. That's 800-430-1891. is lock and load here in my state of south carolina we are uh, the the uh, state senate is considering permitless carry and what do we hear you know uh, rob and i talked about this earlier uh permitless carry um has never resulted in anything bad on any societal level but still we get the fear-mongering uh about this disastrous consequence of allowing us to exercise the Second Amendment freedom, which just like the carrying it in the uh, in the post office, where you begin to take seriously the idea of a right, the idea of not having to have permission of the state to carry a gun, which is a right to self defense. Um, now you're getting now you're getting into the gist of it. Now, because we have so many, so many states now practicing permitless carry, there's some new data that shows that expanding rights for responsible gun owners and actually punishing gun crimes make states safer. And this is from Ohio. The Ohio Attorney General David Yost released in January. Six of Ohio's eight largest cities saw less gun crime after the state's constitutional Let me try that again. I can speak English, swear to God. Uh, Saw the state's constitutional carry law take effect. In June 2022, they became the 23rd state in the nation to legalize constitutional carry, or permitless carry as I call it, which allows residents to carry a concealed firearm without having to undergo a burdensome and time-consuming permitting process. 
And right now we are at 27. Now, Ohio's law, as well as constitutional carry laws in other states, still prohibit certain people from buying or possessing a firearm like felons, people convicted of domestic violence, and individuals with serious mental health conditions. These people get guns anyway. It's always been illegal for them to have them. This is not, and by getting out there and saying you don't have to have permission of the state, that did not make that a legal thing. That's another thing they say. This, we, we won't know. We won't know who the bad guys are. Yeah. Yeah. Legal gun owners in Ohio are also still prohibited from carrying inside schools and government buildings and are not allowed to consume any alcohol while carrying, also tracking with other states. As has been the case whenever conservatives advance pro Second Amendment legislation, the Ohio leftists vehemently opposed the institution of this and insisted it would lead to a rise in gun violence. There'd be blood in the streets. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther called permitless carry reckless and dangerous, while the Ohio Democratic Party predicted the change would make all Ohioans less safe and increase gun crime. So, this happened in 2022. What did the data look like now? Well, data cited by Yost's office shows what, you know, the exact opposite has occurred. In the capital of Columbus and Ohio's largest city, the rate per thousand residents of crime incidents involving a firearm declined from 10.79 in the period June 2021 to June 2022. One year before that, to 955 in the period June 2022 to June 2023, one year after constitutional carry took effect. Every other major city in the state except Cincinnati and Dayton saw a similar decline. In Cincinnati, they had a slight increase from 12.91 to 13.56, Dayton from 7.57 to 8.04. Now, this is not downplay the very real problem with crime in many neighborhoods in their cities. And uh, as has always been the case, gun violence destroys lives, families, and opportunity. But he said the key takeaway from the study is that we have to keep the pressure on the criminals who shoot people rather than the Ohioans who responsibly exercise the Second Amendment right. But this, I mean, okay, so this is Ohio, but this simply reemphasizes decades of data that show both constitutional concealed carry and open carry laws, which also allows an eligible person to own a gun, carry it unconcealed on their person in public, they are associated with less violent crime and less gun crime. Now, back in 2015, then-State Representative Matt Gates of Florida was highlighting how Department of Justice data showed violent crime was 23% higher in non-open carry states as he lobbied unsuccessfully for an open carry bill. But the Sunshine State Republicans successfully passed a constitutional carry bill last year, and DeSantis signed it into law. And although there isn't yet enough evidence to draw a direct link between the passage of constitutional carry and a decrease in, a decrease in gun violence, Florida de- did see an overall 10% decrease in gun deaths and injuries in 2023, compared to 2022, uh, 2022, including decreases of up to 20% in some cities. In Alabama, a state that ranks among the worst per capita for gun violence, constitutional carry took effect on January 1st, 2023. 
And uh, again, defying leftist predictions, more violence, gun deaths saw a modest drop from 1,277 in 2022 to 1,141 in 2023. Meanwhile, the city of Birmingham saw its first drop in homicides in five years, while violent crime in Montgomery was down 10% last year compared to 2022. Just to the east, Georgia legislatures or legislators implemented constitutional carry in April 2022. In 2021, there were a total of 2,200 gun deaths in the state. In 2023, that number dropped to 1,897. In Atlanta, homicides dropped 21% in 2023 as police focused on targeting illegal gun ownership and criminal gangs. Then there's Vermont, which has had permitless carry for the longest period. They've never passed any restrictions on the practice, and they have had permitless carry since its admission to the Union in 1791. It also has the lowest homicide rate in the country, along with ranking among the states with the lowest violent crime and gun crime. And Vermont's two neighbors, New Hampshire and Maine, have also had constitutional carry since 2017 and 2015, and they consistently rank among the top five safest states in the country per CDC. And, of course, many of these gun death statistics are already inflated by adding any figures for suicide by gun. But despite the data suggesting that upholding the Second Amendment leads to less gun violence, the blue states and Democrats in Washington are still trying to further restrict the rights of responsible gun owners. Which I don't really understand that, because here's the thing. Um, All this stuff... uh, is, is out there. All of these figures are out there and available to anybody who wants to look it up. So when they're trying to say, and the only reason that I can fathom possibly is that the citizens of these states where uh, it doesn't work out, like right now in my state, my state is one of the most apathetic states I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely apathetic. And, um, it's not a big enough issue for some people. For some people, it's a huge issue. For some, for others, they don't even think about it. So I don't know where it goes. We're going to see where it goes. After I get done with all of this, I'm going to be texting some some info to a state senator who is uh, trying to get it passed. And right now, but I mean, it got passed in the House last year, and it's been sitting in the Senate since last year, and it got tabled. And now they're taking it up now, and uh, the hope is that they. You know, managed to get something out of it, but you know, I'm not counting my chickens before they're hatched. Simply because of the apathy. The apathy is is the killer, absolute killer. So, permitless carry is a good idea. It has always been a good idea. It will continue to be a good idea, and uh, well, that that's just. Those things, that's just one of those things where we get out there and we're going to have to keep pushing it because they're going to lie about it. That's how they do what they do. This is how they get what they get. Once again, back to that whole adage, all they can get from us on gun rights is that which we allow them to have. By not doing anything, right, by, by just sitting back and being apathetic, that is, in fact, you know, giving them something. You have to you have to put up some uh, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of resistance to their ideas and to the things they say. It's a it's a very simple premise, very simple. Now this time, I will be back in twenty one hours, and between now and then, remember this: it has never been about gun control. 
Not once, not ever. It has been, and it is always going to be, about total control. This has been Lock and Load. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis-quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com.